Hello, this is Father Neil here and welcome to the September 6th episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. Today we'll be looking at numbers 2056 through 2063 of the Catechism. The Decalogue in the Sacred Scripture, 2056. The word Decalogue means literally ten words. God revealed these ten words to his people on the holy mountain. They were written with the finger of God, unlike the other commandments written by Moses. They are preeminently the words of God. They are handed on to us in the book of Exodus and Deuteronomy. Beginning with the Old Testament, the sacred books refer to the ten words. But in the New Covenant, it is Jesus Christ that there, it is in Jesus Christ that their full meaning will be revealed. 2057. The Decalogue must first be understood in the context of the Exodus, God's great liberating event at the centre of the Old Covenant, whether formulated as a negative commandments, prohibitions, or as positive precepts such as honour your father and your mother, the ten words point out the conditions of a life freed from the slavery of sin. The Decalogue is a path of life. If you love the Lord your God by walking in his ways and by keeping his commandments and his statutes and his ordinances, then you shall live and multiply. This liberating power of the Decalogue appears, for example, in the commandment about the Sabbath rest, directed also to foreigners and slaves. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out thence with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. 2058. The ten words sum up and proclaim God's law. The words the Lord spoke to all your assembly at the mountain out of the midst of the fire, the cloud and the thick darkness with a loud voice, and he added no more. And he wrote them upon two tablets of stone and gave them to me. For this reason, these two ta- tables are called the testimony. In fact, they contain the terms of the covenant conduct- concluded between God and his people. These tables of the testimony were to be deposited in the ark. 2059. The ten words are pronounced by God in the midst of a theophany. The Lord spoke with you face to face at the mountain out of the midst of the fire. They belong to God's revelation of himself and his glory. The gift of the commandments is the gift of God himself and his holy will. In making his will known, God reveals himself to his people. 2060. The gift of the commandments and the law is part of the covenant God sealed with his own. In Exodus, the revelation of the ten words is granted between the proposal of the covenant and its conclusion, after the people had committed themselves to do all that God the Lord had said and to obey it. The Decalogue is never handed on without first recalling the covenant. The Lord our God made a covenant with us in Horeb. 2061. The commandments take on their full meaning within the covenant. According to scripture, man's moral life has all its meaning in and through the covenant. The first of the ten words recalls that the Lord loved his people first. Since there was a passing from the paradise of freedom to the slavery of this world, the punishment for sin, the first phase of the Decalogue, the first word of God's commandment bears on freedom. 
I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. The commandments properly so called come in second place. They express the implications of belonging to God through the establishment of the covenant. Moral existence is a response to the Lord's loving initiative. It is the acknowledgement and homage given to the Lord and a worship of thanksgiving. It is cooperation with the plan of God, which God pursues in history. 2063. The covenant and dialogue between God and man are also attested to by the fact that all the obligations are stated in the first person. I am the Lord and addressed by God to another single personal subject, you. In all the commandments, the singular personal pronoun designates the recipient. God makes his will known to each person in particular, at the same time as he makes it known to the whole of the people. The Lord prescribed his love towards God and taught justice towards neighbour, so that man would be neither unjust nor unworthy of God. Thus, through the Decalogue, God prepared man to become his friend and to live in harmony with his neighbour. The words of the Decalogue remain likewise for us Christians. Far from being abolished, they receive amplification and development from the fact of the coming of the Lord in the flesh. Okay, so we see here that we uh, this part about the Decalogue and Scripture. Uh, yesterday I skipped the... Um, the passages of scripture that uh, that are given at the beginning of this, Exodus 20 and Deuteronomy 5, but they're very good sources to read. And uh, again, the Ten Commandments come from the Bible, but they're not, um, they're, they're in summary form. That we've, those two parts of Deuteronomy and Exodus, where we have the Ten Commandments, and the church and tradition over the years, has excerpted them from the um, from the Bible, and they have uh, gotten these, or could, you could call catechetical formulae. Uh, first time the Lord thy God, thou shalt not have strange gods before me. These simple simple form, these forms that go to the heart of it, which was the Jewish tradition before the the Christian tradition, which was to, to consider these ten words. Obviously, there are more than ten words in the Ten Commandments, but seeing each commandment as a word of life. The Lord gives these words of life uh, to the people of Israel and now to his people who are the church. That the Christians have these ten words. These ten words that yes are addressed to each one of us individually. But that these ten words are special. They're the heart of um, the moral teaching in the Old Testament. They're the heart of Christian revelation. And we are called to... Um, Really, to take refuge in them, to take peace in them, to look for rest here. That so often people go looking for gurus, looking for intelligent people who can tell them something, looking to follow a sports star or some internet influencer or something like this. And yet the true knowledge is to be found in God. True knowledge is to be found in the church and in things that aren't extremely complicated that the Lord reveals the basis of morality in the Ten Commandments we've seen before and we'll see again how these Ten Commandments are written on our hearts so in other words in your DNA 
when God made you in your innermost being, he placed these Ten Commandments that, yes, our judgment has been somewhat clouded by sin, by original sin, by the concupiscence that those of us who have been baptized retain, but that within us is this, these Ten Commandments, which by obeying them prepares us for heaven, but also gives us peace here. Christianity isn't just about going to heaven after you die. It's not that you live a miserable life as a Christian. Everything is terrible here. The sinners are having loads of fun and you're miserable. But when you go die, you're going to go to heaven and the sinner is going to go to hell. It's not this. It's that Christianity is an opportunity for us to live a peaceful life here, to live a life of satisfaction, live a life close to the Lord. So we're called to this. And again, these Ten Commandments are this invitation to us to be close to the Lord. So very good. So tomorrow we'll continue and tomorrow we'll look at numbers 20, 64 through 20, 74. God bless.